Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the Marketing Minds at decover.com, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you, we're here to help you and to try and elevate the conversation. I'm Kevin Oakley, and with me today, as always, is the ad doctor, Andrew Peake. Episode 118, and insert breaking news, we have someone back, and she is Jackie. Hi, I'm back. Our digital designer is back. From where? Where did you go? Remind everyone. I was on a really nice, long, relaxing vacation. No, just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. I I just got back from maternity leave. So total, anyone on that knows, total joke. Of joke. saying I'm on vacation, right? Yeah. Two kids under two now. I was going to say, it's a little different too. A little, yeah. Mm, so yeah. Definitely needed this time around uh, before I just taken a quick six weeks off. So this has been nice to have three months of just kind of regrouping as a family. Yeah. And, and you and you chose it strategically in the midst of all the chaos. Right. Jackie was yeah. like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, See exactly. you guys. Oh, know, Enjoy right? the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously. Uh, it gave you something to do. Uh, you weren't you weren't worried about running out of things on Netflix. You had other things to keep you busy. Exactly. Also, yeah. Uh, funny story. I was on a builder partner call or leadership call, actually, and CEO of this company was talking about their employees who had their second kid. And I talked about how, you know, the second kid it's usually easier for the mom in my personal experience, right? We've had four, so I can mm-hmm. say a little bit about this. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, actually, the second was much harder. And I go, hold up there. I'm not going <laughs> to say his name, but it was harder for you. And it was harder for me because we're dads. Yeah. And you're suddenly like, okay, this one's yours now of full time because I've got the baby. Yeah. And it's definitely a different shock for, for dad uh, the yeah. second time around. And it only amplifies from there for sure. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm, I'm not looking for any sympathy. Don't need <laughs> the nasty grams of Kevin. We you have no idea. But Jackie has two. I have three. Kevin, you have four. Well, we say, we I, I will enough. laugh. I laugh now because, of course, after as soon as you have a baby, you can't. People can't help themselves and ask, like, "Are you going to have a? You know, are you done?" It's almost like, you know, <laughs> this child is still like, you know, figuring out black and white and colors. And I was still getting asked. And after, before Henry arrived, Josh was always like, we're going to have, I want three kids. I kid you not. It was like two days into to having him here. (laughs) And it was like, okay, two is perfect. Like, so I definitely, I just have so much respect for multiples. And Jackie, we know too many people who have said they're done and then oh, they have yes. twins or triplets oh even. yes especially in pittsburgh there's something in the water there hey yeah. other breaking news the pumpkin oh. spice latte is back in <gasps> starbucks yes. and there's pumpkin cheerios and pumpkin oreos it's too all soon stuff. it's it's, too it's soon. that time it's always too soon but i still love it it's um, i just like having the Florida. option right like, i do too the options there yeah I love that, you know, that's why I live where I live. I love all four seasons. So I, I'm, I'm super excited about fall. But it's also a reminder of the meme that we started three years ago or so oh, now. Of I feel like I know what this is, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah, spice is it? lattes are your reminder that just like it's nice for a while, but we don't want it all the time. Mm-hmm. Drone footage is the same thing. You can't have an entire video of nothing but drone footage. It's not yeah. as compelling. It's just like you just need a little bit like the spice latte and then you're good for a while and you need other good imagery in your video content. 
Uh, there's some builders out there who are just a hundred percent of everything they do yeah, on Instagram. Instagram stories in particular, you know who you are. We don't work with them, but everything <laughs> is a drone shot. And it's like, uh, I mean, for I three years now, I think everything's been a drone shot and I love drones. I own three of them. Maybe we'll give away one next time. Ooh, but, good idea. Oh, that is. Give away all your stuff. Another final quick update before we jump over to story time. We, as of today, remember time travel here on podcast recordings, but 187 registrations are in for the Pulse nice. from 111 different companies. Wow. And by the time you hear this episode, VIP Pulse groups will be over. Those are the opportunity to have pre-calls before the Pulse starts to get to know your group. And also we'll be uh, sending out a survey shortly to, to curate those and make sure you're with the best possible group of people that that you can be, but you can register up until the day before the event and you will still be in a group. We just won't necessarily have the time to make sure it's curated in the same way. DYCPulse.com for more information on that or go to the show notes or, or the events page on doyouconvert.com. Also, we now have 17 sponsors, Box Brownie. They're in Australia. Yeah. We love them. Awesome. Um, I could make some Australian jokes, but we have <laughs> many Australian listeners but, you know, it's just, it's a different pace of life back there. So they were like, hey, it's not too late, right? We can go in because um, we had just reached out to them. And we hope to have Peter uh, from Box Brownie and maybe some other folks from the company on a future episode because they oh, do fun. really, really great work. Yeah, that would nice. be cool. Yeah, yeah. I was on uh, a call with someone else and I was like, man, your pictures, like the sky in all of them, they weren't lazy about it. Like it wasn't like every single picture looked like a sunset. It, there was definitely this, there's a newer marketing person to a company we worked with for a long time. And I was like, are you, did you get a different photographer? And they said, no, I've just been more strategic about mixing the different types of skies we have in all of our imagery. And it, oh. I, I picked up on it very quickly. Were they Makes doing it, it themselves? Like changing... The sky background? Or no, they were saying, using Box Brownie, but okay. they were just telling Box Brownie different times of day and different cloud patterns that oh, they nice. wanted to versus oh, just saying, cool. okay. make my sky better. They were just giving a little more direction. It's pretty cool. Pretty I mean, cool. Like, it makes a difference, especially yeah. if you notice it. So it's awesome. Yeah. I think Jackie's saying I don't normally notice things, which no. <laughs> I'll, I'll let that roll. Moving on I to should, story yeah. time. I know just better. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> story time. Jackie, do you, you're just back. Is that I'm back. Well, so story, story time, I, man, it's one of those things after having coming back from leave. This has been really this week has been my time to have the most alone time for myself, like I getting to work, getting to sit in a space and not have someone crying for me. And it's been definitely <laughs> a different time going through this in comparison to when I had my daughter two years ago. It's a just different time of, you know, just going on in the world right now. So really yeah. Just what was it like to watch the pandemic happening while not being at work every day? Yeah. Did you feel like it's okay it's, to say this either way? Were you like, oh my gosh, I wonder what builders are going to do or... I mean, definitely being more present with seeing what's going on. I got, it was nice because I got to see a lot more, like whether it's through the digital experience, like on my phone and uh, definitely seeing such a big increase of the virtual traffic of those ads and just seeing a lot more people utilizing that. Uh, it just also the different ways people are having, a lot of people aren't going out as much still. So finding yep. those unique ways to draw in traffic, I think that was a, a big thing. 
And it's funny because it's still also outside of the industry, especially going out with two kids by myself. I just, you don't get to do it as much. So utilizing and being so much more efficient during that time when you do it, it's Mm -hmm. almost teaching me in a way of carrying those concepts back in through the workplace as well. And Kevin, we've had those multiple talks before about being so much more efficient utilizing our work time to the max. It goes both ways with kids or anything. The more responsibilities you take on, which includes Mm -hmm. kids and other things, it's like you're forced to be more efficient with the time Mm -hmm. that you have Mm-hmm. Or else you yep. lie to yourself that there's more time in the day than there really ever will be again until they're all gone and you're by yourself. You just it makes you figure out the best way to do as many Something. things as possible for sure. Absolutely, and I, it just also I think in comparison, I, it's almost laughable to compare like two kids to like you know whether it's running a department and whatnot, but having two different you know multiple personalities and just so many different concepts of that and, and pulling that back through. And you just, one way that works for one isn't going to work for another. And so it, it sure. is very eye-opening experience to be able to, to pull some of that and hopefully, you know, pull that back in through work. And this will be a fun time capsule for winter one day to go back and listen to, but is <laughs> yeah. Henry better or worse behaved than winter was <laughs> at this age? I... Oh, he is such a good baby. I was was just on a guess better. Oh, he is so old. That second baby, I feel like. It's it's funny because I will say the sleeping is not as good, but Mm. he, and I don't know if it's just because of difference of personalities, but he will sleep through everything. A bomb could go off, I feel like, and he'd be asleep still. I mean, he's got a one and a half year old, like screaming in his face, like 24 seven. So I feel like it's amazing how much like more calmer the second is. So it's definitely, I do, I will say though, after you have a good first, it mother nature's trick to trick you into almost having that second kid. <laughs> like, you know, and they come out like a no was, limit soldier with guns blazing. It's survival just survival mechanism. Like <laughs> yes. it better be good. Well, yeah. we're glad to have you back. Thank our, you. Our builders are glad to have you back. Yeah. They've already like found her and asked for community logos to be designed, which officially we don't do, but we do. That's it's a great, a it's a warm story. welcome being back. Yeah. I keeping me Thank busy. You. So, oh, awesome. Andrew, nice. you got anything? Yeah, I got one. I had, a, I had a fun email for a question earlier today. Oh, good. And essentially, it was how do I get the spend per community across Facebook and Google? Um, you know, with our, our strategies, we push, you push the area first before the community. And if you're building multiple communities in one area, you can you have to somehow divide it up. And then the second question was pretty much the same, same type of mindset. How do I get from here to there? So I was just thinking about it just as far as like how my mind works. And I think Kevin, your mind works this way. And Jackie, actually, I think yours works this way in designing. You kind of, at least I start at the end. Like, okay, here's what I think this document will look like because mm-hmm. XYZ is asking for it. And I think this is what they want to visually see. And so you get, you kind of punch out this template of like, all right, here's the data I need. Mm-hmm. And as you're working on it, you're like, oh, I kind of have to change this part. Then you change this, then you change this. But I think if for something that you're not confident in doing, starting at the end, like, okay, I think this is probably the outcome. And then you'll reiterate, reiterate, and then pull the, pull the data for this report, which is it's definitely a, a harder question. Uh, so it, was, it was a nice challenge. Like, how do I explain this without actually doing this? And I need to teach this person how to pull this themselves because they needed like a whole year's worth of data. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of times yeah. what you're trying to do, it sounds like is what you're describing. And, and I definitely feel this a lot is I know the beginning of where we started and I know where we are now or where we want to go. And then you're just getting massive amounts of data and then almost like the matrix, but not quite. Your eyes just kind of blur and the numbers just start to like pop out. And it's not always where you expect. So you, you can know both endpoints and like you said, the destination, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that you're manipulating the data to get to what you want. You just, you can tell clearly where we are now. It's either better or it's worse. Mm-hmm. And the exact path to how and why, uh, sometimes it does come from just letting it kind of just happen. Happen, yeah. Happen, yes. which sounds terrible. As a, I Put mean, that's not how we coach people. <laughs> we go into more detail than that. But yeah, you can't just look at any one number or platform or report of most of the time and get the full story. You just can't. Nope. Mm-hmm. Yep. So this was a fun, like, how do we tell this giant story that is super complicated and there's like different versions of the same book that we need to have out. Um, it was fun. It was a nice challenging question. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, my story time comes from a builder partner who about a month and a half ago, his CEO said, we need to have a big branding push on this specific community. It's the most oh. important thing. Drop oh. everything else. And wow. so they hired a local digital branding agency to work on something that might be a little more in depth than, than we would typically work on. Our part of the project would be to make sure that we took those assets and used them the most effective way in the digital landscape to get them the, the most results. And multiple conversations, phone calls, uh, emails back and forth about how this works. And then we get on the call and I say, so let's talk more about that. <laughs> and they said, yeah. So I met with the CEO yesterday and I showed him everything. And he said, okay, that looks good. Now let's talk about and just moved on to the next thing. And this campaign hasn't <laughs> even launched or started yet. Mm-hmm. And it was a little bit of a wind out of the sales moment for that marketing leader of... I'm not sure that the importance level that I put on this match the CEO's long-term vision. And that's what goes back to always clarifying behind. um, We we use, we've talked about the, I learned this from uh, DeJulius many, many, many years ago, who was on the podcast, Uh, A-H-E-N, where you see the anger, it's caused by hurt, caused by an unmet expectation. The expectation was caused by a need. So you, you're met with the A and you have to figure out how to get back to the N. Like what was the original need that created an expectation that we must have missed mm-hmm. that caused the hurt that then gives me the anger? It's really important as a marketing leader to fully clarify in multiple ways what is the end goal we're trying to get to because it's oftentimes the least amount of time that people invest in the conversation. Most of it's given to strategy and what specific things are we going to do or potentially the most exciting thing, what color is it going to be? What's the font? Like all that other stuff, which matters, but it it doesn't matter as much as mm-hmm. ultra clarification on why are we doing this? What's the goal? How important is it? Every different way that you can clarify that long-term in your career, you'll be better off. And I thought that was just, it, it happens to everyone. You just got to make sure you're learning from that and and always kind of clarifying or knowing the personality uh, types of the people that you're working with so that you, you stay focused on mm-hmm. things that are going to matter both to internal and, and external uh, customers. And then I mentioned this at the end, but the other story time is the Oakleys are building a home. Uh, we, we hope. I'm just kidding. We signed the contract. <laughs> okay, going building. through a construction <laughs> loan 
for to to build a custom home on your property is not the most fun thing ever. So doesn't mm. sound like it. No. I mean, I I swear to goodness, it's been at least 160 documents that I've scanned in um, oh my from gosh. my iPhone or sent emails oh. of over different stuff and. But it's happening. Just Fine. don't expect weekly updates because I get a feeling that that's not how this is going to go. Because as my youngest son, Mason, would say, because Corona. Yes, Mason, because <laughs> <Yeah>. Corona. Because <laughs> Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, blueprint changes, which we didn't have the final set yet. It's, it's taking a little bit longer maybe than normal. The builder is having phenomenal success. We had a call with them the other day and they're like, can we please turn some ads off because the team is melting? Um, mm. All good things, That's and awesome. I, I'll be able to to share stories of that experience as we go along. But um, it will likely be. Can you lower. sneak peek the most exciting floor plan thing you're looking forward to? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's I'm... easy. That's my studio slash office. Awesome. Oh, Is it so right attached, now, I'm in... detached. Anything uh, special? Because so it's custom. Funny. Like. I, we had our initial design consultation and I was talking with, with the architect and I said, it's really important that my office have no shared walls with the main home. Yeah. So we've got the main house nice. and then a little like wing where the mudroom is and then the garage and my office will be above that. And for those of you thinking, yes, I've already thought about the vibration from the garage doors. We've got a plan. It's all good. Wow. But I was like, I can't have any shared walls. And she's like, oh, okay. Cause their first design had like, one and a half walls shared with the with the main house in a in a bedroom, and I was like, not happening. Mm, and then nah. Corona came, and the the VP of sales had to work from home and has younger kids. And she goes, "Okay, I totally understand mm, nice. why that was so important <laughs> to you." But what's really exciting to me is once I get that office space, look out, the content's going to be on another level because right now I don't do much with video because I can't. It's just. Uh, we've talked about this before, editing video and and doing it to the level that I feel that needs to be done. I just can't do that consistently with uh, four people, a dog for a while, six ducks, and my wife, the ducks. all all in the same house at the same time. It just doesn't work. But I'll, oh, I'll have a Jealous. have a separate filming space where I can be standing up and have you know fly a drone or do whatever I want to do, and then I'll have a separate office space where I can take calls. So I'm. Beautiful. That, that sounds like, awesome. I don't care what the kitchen looks like. I'm just, this is what I need for this space. That's all. Sweet. And Kevin, it makes what? sense too, because it's above the garage. So that's like the yeah. only two parts of the house I'll have input on anyway, is the garage and my office. <laughs> right. So. Once, once you're settled, I feel like that may be a really cool video to do like a walkthrough of your studio setup or your I office. Know, yeah. I, mean, I feel I, like that I, would be. For, for many people, I've been on calls and they're like, that backdrop. So then they ask questions and then I zoom out and they're just instantly sad. They're like, mm. you're in a 12 by 12 bedroom. It does have a door. It does. Yeah. I mean, but what? Yeah. That, you just, you ruined all these. So yeah, it'll be fun to be in that. Absolutely. That That'd be really cool. Where like the behind the scenes is still like, oh, this is still amazing. Like, yeah. Like whole, right. Yeah, exactly. The whole so thing I'm is like, awesome. Yes, I love this space and look how cool it is. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a whole yeah. different different story. Whereas right now to see the foam tiles is not really that exciting. Yeah. Super cool. All right. Moving on to the news today brought to you by social media in particular. Sorry, know, just the way right? it is. But from socialmediatoday.com, Facebook is letting some users view their Instagram stories on Facebook. Dun, 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 dun. It's not just Facebook messaging tools that are slowly becoming more intertwined with other platforms owned by Facebook. 
This week, some users have reported seeing this notification in their Facebook feed. And basically, it Let's says, see. "Where do, do you want to see both Instagram and Facebook in the same place? Interesting. Yeah. So the to details are you have to be connected to that person on both. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. So that's that's the saving grace on like, because I, I kind of treat Instagram and Facebook differently and I wouldn't want them to intermingle. But if they're connected, then that's probably okay for me. Yep. I was, I was going to say that if, depending on the integration between the two, you have the option between both platforms, you know, share different stories that once they're together, I'm curious if you'll have the option to limit between them both, yeah. or if you will, auto, if they'll automatically push to both. Oh, if you, the story sharer, have yeah. the, can so you be- decide? Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to see. So there's there's two parts to this. One is that there's definitely, and the, and the article mentions it, the conspiracy theorist, of which I probably would put myself in it, is that Facebook is intertwining more of their apps to say, you can't break us up, government, mm-hmm. because Instagram is Facebook, which is WhatsApp, which is et cetera, et cetera. Interesting. I'm not so sure, though, that that's the main reason for this move, because the back end of everything is already, at this point, essentially connected. Yeah. I think the reason they're connecting the front end has to do with the Benjamins. It's all about mm. the Benjamins and the ad dollars of how do we get uh, yeah. Instagram stories exposure, which is the thing that advertisers want, regardless of how well it really works for non-influencers. <laughs> <doesn't> really advertisers, <laughs> advertisers really want it, especially those who work with more traditional agencies who are more about the sizzle than the steak. Yeah, more creatives. We had it's to make just, this one and this one and this one and this one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that, but it's also just, it's, it's hipper, it's cooler. It is cool. In terms of the perception of what you can do. There's a lot of create, creative options there for sure, but I think this is a way for Facebook to be able to deliver more Instagram story view numbers to those advertisers and, and yeah. increase their reach. That's my hunch. That's yeah. this out. More sense. inventory space. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Moving on to marketingland.com, Facebook to limit the number of ads pages can run simultaneously. Interesting. Change is expected to only impact a small percentage of advertisers, but it is starting in mid-2020. So there'll be a new metric in there that will show you ad volume per page to let you know if you're reaching the limit. They're not really saying what that is, but essentially this is trying to uh, undo the ability for political advertising, if nothing else, to create mm-hmm. you know ten thousand different versions of basically the same thing, but target golden retriever lovers with a golden retriever in the background and poodle lovers, whoever those mm-hmm. people are, all five of them with a poodle what? in the background. <laughs> so uh, I did some digging on this one, okay, um, because this you know connects with like the API and gets uh-huh. super nerdy, and it's this big nerdy dark hole in here. Um, so it looks like there is what is considered a regular ad account, which I assume almost everyone listening is regular. It says 6,000 non-archived, non-deleted ads is the maximum number. Mm, and the okay. number of ads per a bulk ad account, whatever that may be, is 50,000. Wow. Um, and like the API documentation, which is great fun to look at. I have no <laughs> idea what it means. Dennis O'Neill, you could tell me what it, what it means all the XML and all this going on. But those, I'm like, that's a lot of ads. So I don't think it, fortunately, it shouldn't affect too many unless you're building in a lot of states. You just might have to archive the old ads, it seems like. But imagine having that many active ads as a home builder. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that you just mentioned kind of off the cuff, Andrew, but it's a good point that 
part of our partnership with the O'Neill team is they are a technical approved partner. They are an approved technical partner for Facebook advertising mm-hmm. and Instagram advertising. So talking about dynamic ads and pulling stuff in. Yeah, there, there's quite a few, but very few in our industry. In fact, mm-hmm. they may be the only one in our industry that's, that's fully verified I, that way. And so I think so. That definitely is great to have connection with those folks there to, to help everyone through that. But yeah, um, probably not going to impact any of the builders listening, but I wouldn't be surprised if as privacy and, and security and fake news concerns rise, if they don't ratchet that down a little yeah, bit over time. I can see that. And limit mm-hmm. the total amount of ads running from an ad account or a page at any time. So it's not, it's not just ad accounts, it's pages. The page, According too. to the story. Um, so that, that's the other, you know, one page could have multiple ad accounts. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's it's the page that's the cause there. And plus, if if somebody is listening and they are in that small group, maybe it will be a good reminder to take a step back and look at what content is out there for their ads. If they have that many. So. Yep. This is, a, I guess it's an additional story time to lead into our next article from our friends at Agora Pulse. But we had a kickoff call with a new builder and amazing team, young team. But I, I made a prediction, which I don't normally do. Because uh, that opens you up to being wrong <laughs> on initial kickoff call already. But I said, I think a year from now, you're going to be surprised at how um, easier it is to manage all of this digital stuff going on. Because they have multiple brands, multiple master plans, multiple, lots of stuff happening. And we're going to bring some simplicity and straightforwardness to their life while also increasing the results. But I said, I think you're going to have some guilt over how how you're going to be able to invest more of your time in other places where right now this feels like such a big part of your life. We're going to help you not just get those better results, but do it in a, in a simpler, more straightforward way. And that, that leads us into this article because we've talked around this idea. You might've heard us mention it at times on different episodes, but a lot of times recommendations that are made by traditional agencies, and I'm not talking just about the ones in our space around the board are, are things to justify a more complex ad creation processes or ways of targeting people to justify the additional expense of that agency or the services they're providing. It's like, let's not focus as much on the results. Let's figure out how complex this is and why you need our help to get there. And one of the things that we've seen is you know, a lot of heavy customization recommendations on adjusting the ad for every different potential placement of the ad on social media. And one of the downsides of doing that is a lot of those placements then tack on a call to action button. So for instance, uh, we use page posts and we'll turn those into ads on a frequent basis. But at least, and everyone's got a slightly different version of Facebook these days, it seems. But for me, if I were to try to boost a post, it no longer lets you choose the option to not include a call to action button and kind of the headline at the bottom. And I don't like that. Don't and the reason I don't like that is because Ugh. it looks more like an ad. And yeah. we've seen the data on our own end. That this is not a good best practice to use to have this call to action button on there. You may not be able to avoid it, but when you can, do you want to use that or not? Some people like it because they're like, well, look, there's a big button there that says learn more or uh, see more. So certainly this would do better. So our friends at Agora Pulse, the question is, will Facebook link ads, ads designed to drive traffic to a website with a call to action button perform better? 
And you can go through, read the whole thing, but drum roll, please. The answer is no, they will not perform better. Facebook oh, ads <laughs> without a button resulted in a almost 11% lower cost per click and garnered 9% more clicks than their counterparts that were hmm. exactly the same but had that call to action button mm. on them. So that's cool. That's not t- yeah. statistically significant according to how they, they run their, their math on these results. So is it a make or break again? No, it's just, to me, it's kind of this artificial guardrail that I put on how I approach advertising and marketing to a consumer is. Whenever possible, I don't want it to scream, this is an ad, please ignore me. Mm -hmm. And other things that we do see just like this causing a detriment to that is call Stacy today at and putting in a phone number. Or like overly pretty creatives or just overly what's I'm produced? You say overly pretty, produced. You say pretty, pretty. I say generic. Or generic. like or overproduced. Mm-hmm. Glossy. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's just yeah. like bum bum bum. Yeah. Like a like you're selling like a tube of toothpaste or something. Also, yeah. ironically, the majority of the time, ads that are video, video is great for remarketing. But when it comes to video as your first initial exposure to a brand or a community or a home, it tends to perform worse. And I think that just has something to do with a defense mechanism of the brain saying, if I start watching something, I may get stuck here. And so unless I Mm -hmm. love it, I'm not, or I identify what it is already, it's uh, it's not necessarily going to be. Agreed. My best interest to watch this whole thing right now. I, th- mm-hmm. I think in this, even though they said this, this is statistically is not significant. I think the significance is when you do this and then you do something else that's 5%, 10%. And all of a sudden you're right. doing things that add stacks. up to 30, 40%. You got yeah. it. You're like, hey, I thought that stuff didn't matter. It's like, well, by itself, it might not make a difference, but doing okay. two, three, so four things. Maybe someone's asking, okay, so if there's not a button that takes them to the builder website, how do they get there? <laughs> yeah. Just make sure you oh. have an actual URL link in the ad copy at the top. That's all you need. It really is that simple. All right. Last news story, the K-shaped recovery. We talked about this briefly when we were talking about um, why the federal reserve is adjusting. And by the way, I got to tell you, I love following people who only reinforce my own views. That's a joke. But I did, someone from CNBC retweeted, I think his name's Stan Druckenmiller. He's a famous hedge fund guy. And he's like, I truly think that 5 to 10% inflation in the near future is a potential reality. And, and, and normally deflation, which is when money and becomes less valuable and you need more of it to get something, mm-hmm. uh, or, or less, sorry, or actually reverse. But you don't, you don't want deflation. Deflation is always bad. Inflation, small amounts are good. Deflation is is always bad because it means like the economy as a whole is getting dramatically worse. You mm-hmm. you know you don't want deflation, but periods of deflation usually happen immediately following periods of hyperinflation. So his perspective was ironically, the Fed is adjusting this mandate so that we can have some inflation and create asset bubbles in the hopes that more people though get jobs and then the economy becomes more stable. And potentially, that makes the potential of deflation more likely. Anyway, that was last episode. But we talked about the K-shape recovery and what that looks like. So we in the show notes, you'll see 
an article from Bloomberg that kind of illustrates why that K shape exists because part of the economy is recovering and going back up and part of the recovery economy is still just on that on that downward to flat trajectory and it kind of looks like a like a K. And my smart bum side of me is if you choose K, you're you're right. <laughs> You'll yeah, always right. be right, you know. <laughs> That's fine. I, I liked this article. I like, if I were, I feel like it'd be a trick question in a way at first when someone were to ask me what letter of the hey. alphabet would describe that. But I liked their way of describing how K relates to that. That is neat. Yeah. It'd be yeah, interesting I, if there's any industries that just never recover, like in five right. years, in 10 years. Yeah. That'd be this it. is my favorite quote from the article that I think I mostly agree with. Uh, says, once a nation of haves and have-nots, we are now a nation of haves, have-nots, and have much more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I just, that seemed to be, you know, the larger builders definitely have an advantage going into a supply shortage mm -hmm. than the small guys because they've got connections, they're buying in larger quantities. You know, the Walmarts and Targets of the world can get toilet paper faster than your local store around the corner yeah. in, the, in yeah. that analogy, right? So, mm -hmm. The have much mores are are definitely here. All right, moving on to the answers to last week's question of the week, which was just posted about two hours ago. So we have limited responses, but we had no choice because the question was connected to the idea that you would have listened to the episode with Scott Stratton. That's so true. that everyone who comments about uh, anything that they learn from Scott in that episode will get a copy of Unmarketing uh, sent to them via Amazon or Amazon Kindle in the first 24 hours. But we've got a couple of people already not working during the workday. Again, another joke. Uh, so Thais kicked it off by saying, I'm probably not eligible for the book, but I loved his reasons for not changing his newsletter welcome email for the last 20 years. That was where he is trying to evoke a response and then he responds back to each and every one of them, which was Come awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I still, um, when people try to join the Facebook group or try to connect with me on LinkedIn, it's not that I don't want to connect with people, but I'm always looking at what, who they are and not just, are they a salesperson, but like, can I add value to this person's world in some way? You know, is there, if there's someone who lives in Czechoslovakia who is somehow connected to real estate, they're in. But if it's someone from Czechoslovakia and, and you know, they're a member of 40,000 other groups about ponies and um, scotch yeah. tape and whatever else, then scotch no, tape. you know, we're not <laughs> scotch tape, scotch tape on my desk. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, I think there, I think there is something about making Ongles. sure you can always be uh, human with everyone. Uh, and that doesn't mean limiting your audience, it just means knowing them all and, and somehow being invested in them. Ryan Snar says, thanks for the shout out. This interview recognizes some classic ironies in home builder marketing. It sure did. And yes, we've also jumped back on the QR codes for marketing. Uh, code benefits aren't exclusive to market analytics now that customers recognize the value in them. And one of the thoughts that Scott shares that I'll ponder over the next little bit is there is no bad marketing channel. There's just bad marketing within okay. that channel. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a Yoda quote too. Mm -hmm. That is Yoda. You can say it both ways. <laughs> Uh, Jackie, you want to read uh, Sarah's Sarah, comments yeah. here? Her, I was going to say, this made me laugh. 
So she said, should we do a Snapchat campaign? Can you fix your website first? Loved this. That's one of my favorites. I love that. Is so That is funny. And she said, this is so true. Everyone wants to jump on the latest fad and you have to stay focused on the basics. And she mentioned they just got an entire new website development approved. And there were a lot of questions embedded in the decision about XYZ marketing campaign instead. Well, we need our website to be better first. Awesome. And then she also said, focus is is what is sexy in marketing. A plan is the hot thing. (laughs) Plans are the new hotness. I love it. That's great. And then Martha Clifford, besides wanting to be a fly on the wall in bubble wrap sales training. Yep. That's mm-hmm. another, yeah. So Scott used to sell bubble wrap and train people how to sell bubble wrap. <laughs> That's great. I love yep. when he said, we have the data. Why is anyone guessing? And then on to lead scoring and bias, which I could listen to and chat about all day long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If there's one thing that I feel like I'm getting better at clarifying on, it's, it's how much I hate lead scoring. But then there are, of course, instances where it works and one day we'll have time to get into that. But Scott pushed me to think a little bit further than, than my initial thoughts on that. That doesn't mean I'm no. for it. It just I'm means I've thought more about it. Maybe it could be more used as a, I don't even know. That could, this could be another like 10 oh, minutes. Heck, let's like, just get into it. It's not fun. like a make or break. <laughs> I, in my mind, like, it, could, it just needs to be like you're looking at the, the lead in your CRM. And it's like, oh, hmm, okay, I, maybe this can give me some more context, quicker context of this person's internet activity on our site versus will I call or not call that person ever because they looked at two pages because they usually look at it on this other account and it's just not tracking correctly or something. Um, I'm for a lead scoring where the customer scores themselves, meaning oh, the okay. questions you're, and behaviors you're asking them to do, if they choose to do it or provide the answer or based on what they tell you, then that's, a, that's appropriate. But where we just try to guess what is in the consumer's brain, and again, I go back to the same story, but it's, it's amazing, and I'll we'll use it forever, of someone who had in, implemented lead scoring, and then the majority, like over 60, 70% of the sales for that month, we said, well, let's look at what the lead score said. And it was like zero or under 20. There was some ridiculously low number which would have told their team to never even bother calling those people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where, again, mm-hmm. like attribution systems, they're useful, but I'm seeing more harm than good being done with lead scoring today across the board. So again, more to come on that, but I loved, I loved talking Fine. with Scott about that. And it's not over. Yeah. We're going to have Scott back for yeah. a okay. full keynote session, your Q&A. We even are going to sneak him into a couple of the Pulse groups as a quick... Uh, Surprise, Scott's here. Uh, give you all some virtual Get nervous. signatures. I don't know how that works. <laughs> it's a great beard. Yeah, it's a, he had a great I beard. I love the beard. Yeah. Okay. So let's take a break from a question of the week since this one is just live now. We'll give it time to simmer for Scott. But I do want to read an email that I got from Travis Sharp, art director at Buffington Homes. Uh, Travis emails me now and again. Thank you, Travis. I always appreciate it. He says, hello, Kevin, as always, love the content and really appreciate the knowledge you and your team bring to the table. We're excited to look more into you tour and other services. I went through my first self tour using enter now this past weekend and thought it was an overall painless experience. Keep up the great work and press one for prayer. <laughs> Just thought, uh, press oh, one for prayer is never going to get old. I that's feel a like shirt. 
It needs to be something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for this week. For published articles, blog posts, videos, and more, check out doyouconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are online. listening secret sound some podcasts call this don't forget we do have it's all about the pulse right now we don't want to confuse any messaging around that because that's the most important thing that everyone should be attending but if you go to the doyouconvert.com events page you will see two other events Mm -hmm. that are on the board for the end of this year the 2020 online sales academy for online sales specialists who want to leg up, this is an in-depth, multiple-day virtual academy with multiple weeks of follow-up and check-in and resources and pre-recorded trainings, all kinds of amazing stuff. And then we also have the first-ever Market-Proof Marketing Academy class, which will take place on November 11th and 12th. We'll also have multiple weeks of follow-up and things to do. But for those who are newer to the industry, want to get exposure to all the Do You Convert methodologies in a compressed bootcamp style program even if we don't work with you this is a great opportunity for you to do that class sizes will be limited in both uh, it will be more expensive than the pulse but you're going to get a ton of personal attention and time with the team and i believe uh i don't i don't want to well we're i think we're almost half sold out on the market proof marketing academy oh, fine. you can get nice get signed up on the VIP list and we can sneak you in the back door. If you're listening to this podcast, we will have a public launch um, right after the pulse, but I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting close. Cause again, we're, we want to be step-by-step with you all along the way. So cool. now awesome. the program is officially over. That's over. We'll see you next week. <laughs> see y'all. Bye. <laughs>